Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 29 for May 25th, 2016. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Stu Morrison, the godfather Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Luis Gonzalez, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, and Make, Build, Modify, who I will reach out to to do uh, our half hour on Hangouts with. And if I don't get a hold of you, please reach out to me because... We owe you one or maybe even two, so give us a uh, give us a shout out and, and we'll get on that. Uh, what's cooking, guys? This is a very exciting episode. Bill's back from Maker Fair. I want to hear everything. Oh, oh, you went, oh, oh. You went to Maker Fair? I didn't know. Oh, that. oh, oh. Yeah, you didn't even know I was gone. Uh, yeah. What's up, man? Yeah, whatever. Nobody asked about you, by the way. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Maker Fair was so amazing. Oh my god. Oh, and by the way, Luis. I, I was going to do a hangout with him. I tried to tape an a iPhone to the inside of his helmet so he could, like, do it, but apparently that's dangerous. He's uh, driving down the Pacific Coast Highway and will not be able to do a hangout with us anytime soon. But, um, uh, wow, what, what, what do you want to know? Ask me anything about Maker Fair. What do you want to know? How was it? Bearded Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, you guys. I... I First of all, and, uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I had I had a sleepover. I had a slumber party with more talent than I've ever had in my life. And I know, Tim, we're going to have to excuse the word talent this time because it overfloweth in my house this weekend. It was amazing. And um, Wes Swain made me pancakes. Nice. Wes Swain made me they, pancakes. Did they, did they have Jimmy Duresta chocolate chips in them? <laughs> no, but he also made... Jimmy Duresta doll mold chocolate. He made a chocolate Jimmy Duresta. And then, and then, oh, and oh, and, and then you know what else he did? Then he made a spike, chocolate spike, right, out of the mold from the Jimmy Duresta doll. And then, and then you know what he did after that? And I'm not kidding. He cut the head off Spike. He cut the head off Jimmy. He put Jimmy's head on Spike's body. It was amazing. <laughs> That's the kind of fun I've been having, boys. <laughs> So, so just so everyone's aware of what we're talking about, it's uh, Maker Fair San Francisco, correct? Because you're out there, so you had a whole bunch of boys over at your house, and, uh, and you guys all went. Yeah, it was it was the Bay Area Maker Fair, and um, we had a, a gathering of Andy Berkey, Wes Swain, um, Bill Lavolsi, and Luis Gonzalez, and they all stayed at my house, and we were able to commute back and forth. I'm a half an hour from Maker Fair, so we commuted both days, Saturday and Sunday. We were able to hook up with so many makers um, met so many people are uh, a testament to our community and how amazing it is and, and how much love and support there is amongst everybody out there. And Jimmy, Bob and Dave were out there. Um, Peter Brown was out there. I, I, I got a list. There's a bunch of them, but I, I will interject people as we go. Stu Morrison was there. Yeah, I got Andrew Aragon lives out your way too, right? So oh, oh don't, don't even get me started. Mr. Aragon, um, my, one of my closest friends now who lives near us, he was with us the whole time. He helped me facilitate all of this, coordinating everything. I got to spend time with, um, uh, with, his, with his daughter, Stella, had more fun than anything. Casey was with us. Casey's mom and dad came to the fair, guys, to support. Nice. <laughs> it was awesome. And the best thing they thought about the whole fair, and I don't know how this happened, they thought the coolest thing there was Andy Berkey. 
Don't I, I don't know. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. Oh. yeah no. <laughs> I, I'm okay with Berkey, but he snores. I can tell you that. But just uh, roll just roll him over. <laughs> so so apparently so apparently Wes um, he knows who snores how loudly. And it was like a maker snore stereo for Wes because he was kind of like in the middle in the living room on the floor, Lavosi on the couch, um, Berkey on a, a chase chair. And I wanted him to record it. It didn't happen. I thought it would have been amazing because I would have made a video with that as a soundtrack. I'm just saying. I, I figured he would have like rigged up some kind of DB meter on his phone or just like created one out of Arduinos and, you know, and, and figured out who was the loudest <laughs> snorer and had some data, you know, by the end of it. It, it was awesome. I, 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 we, should, we should continue on and I'll interject as I get inspired. Okay. So, you know okay. what? One, let's, um, let's, let's consider that what you're working on. And yes. then we'll continue on in the topic. So, so Tim, then what are you working on? Uh, See, so yeah, I just I just put up a video this week of a bunch of lamps, and because um, you know lamps, as I kind of mentioned in the video, are like upcycling 101. It's like a great way to sort of introduce yourself to turning things into other things with a lot of or very low pressure. Um, you know, like it doesn't have to like hold up the weight of a television or anything. And uh, and there's, there's only two wires, so there's not a lot of electrical you know work to do. So uh, that video just went up. I have um. Another video going up this week, I actually did a little roundup about sort of my path as a maker and how it relates to all these weird instruments that I make. And so I, I rounded up all the weird instruments that I've made that I still have, put them in a room, showed them off to a camera and stuff. So I'm going to be putting that video up later this week when I finish editing it. Uh, making a couple of boxes. I've just got a commission for a very large dining room table, uh, like nine feet by four feet. So, wow. uh, and I think that, that's gonna, a large table. Yeah. yeah and it's, uh, it's going to be on, um, on lathe legs, which are kind of narrow for it. So it's going to be about making that proportion work, right? They really want this big table on these little legs. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be almost be like a trestle or a pedestal. I'm going to have to tie them together with metal somehow and make it all make sense. And, you know, we've discussed the, the, the look of it, but now I need to logistically make that happen. What about and, seating? Um, well, they have some seats, but I'm probably going to build some seating for them in the future. They're a really nice young couple I, that reached out to me many months ago, and they just bought a house. And so it sounds like they have a, they have a garage full of things that they bought at thrift stores and flea markets over the years that they want me to turn into other things for them. So I'm just like, bring it on. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Uh, have yeah. you ever tried that before, Tim? Well, it's, it's new to me, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. You should dabble. Yeah, I'm going to dabble. So how about you, Phil? <laughs> Um, okay, so the first thing I want to say is to Mr. Lutz, thank you very much for my care package. I got it on, th on Saturday. I'll end up picking up from the post office. Um, Bill sent me a, a cyclone, and so I spent, let's see here. What's that? A storm? He sent you a weather phenomena? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he shipped it in one of those, uh, in those post office boxes thingies, yeah, and then I opened it up and out came a cyclone. No, but it was, uh, you know, it's like a dust deputy thing, right? Um, I didn't see a sticker on it, but I just assumed that it was a dust deputy. So I uh, had my Home Depot, Home Depot, Home Depot, Home Depot bucket. And uh, anyways, I put the whole thing together. And that's part one. So I put the, the cyclone together, but it was all like all over the place and loose. But a buddy of mine just did some renovation and he had like three or four sheets of plywood left over from the renovation. And he said... I'm going to throw it out. Do you want it? And I was like, uh, of course I want it. What are, you, are you silly? <laughs> so, uh, so I went over there and I picked it up 
and I, I posted all this on, on my Instagram, but uh, so I have like a ton of plywood and I have all of these projects that I want to do. The first thing that I did was I built a, a uh, dust collection cart. So now the vacuum and there were the shop vac and then the, and then the cyclone are vertical. They sit on, one on top of the other. Again, this is on my Instagram if you're curious to see what it looks like. Yeah, and uh, what's that? It looked good. I saw it. Yeah, it came out well. Yesterday, I put some casters on it, so it moves around, and I put in a three-inch hose instead of the inch-and-a-half hose, so it, it doesn't get clogged up. That tip, mm. I, I picked up from Matthias Wandel when he when he built one from scratch. I wasn't going to do that, but he <laughs> talked about a, a bigger hose, so that right away, I, I ran out and got a bigger hose for that, so that's up and running. I, I can't, For the life of me, I can't remember who sent me the tip, but somebody sent me a tip about partitioning the garage with a tarp and and a steel cable that runs the length of it and I did that and so far so good it's working really really well I oh, spent what, wasn't that, that Howie, Howie? Yeah, Howie from um, um yeah. July with Fitz July with Fitz cuz yes. he he did yeah. that video Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so it and it we, works a dream. And we all watched it by the way, Howie, we love you. Yeah, I did. He he cordoned off a um, a section to to lift weights, right? He wanted to keep his his, his weightlifting bench clean. Yeah, get the sawdust off it, yeah. Right. I want to keep my wife from driving me crazy, so we need to keep <laughs> her side. We need to keep her side clean, and that's what I did. So I strung it up with some steel cable, and they use a turnbuckle to to tighten it up after it was already strung up because you can't get it tight on your own so that's what i used and uh so far it works great it's like this 20 foot long tarp runs the whole length and now i have my side to do whatever i want with but before that i hosed out the whole garage it's like spick and span right now and uh it's really exciting so i'm gonna build a whole bunch more things i picked up some more casters so i'm gonna build a planer cart i'll probably do a two-in-one planer and uh, compressor cart and then I'll put all the accessories together on that anyways those that, that was my weekend and it's really exciting and actually here's the last thing I I did some work on the Rubo bench so Whoa. I know I know I know I'm really excited I, I clearly I'm way too excited but uh, <laughs> I am I, I had a lot of great shop time this weekend thanks to my wife she she was a, a trooper about it and uh, I'm gonna bang out this Rubo bench probably within the next week or so so look for the video either this week or next, and that's it. I'm psyched to get it done. You know, you know I got to say, I, I want to get some weights in the garage, and then I'm going to want to also string up a tarp and <laughs> section that off so I don't have to look at them. <laughs> well, now you know how to do it. And, and exactly. if you need any advice, you give me a ring. You got it. No, it's a, it's a great idea. Like I occasionally will hang tarps and I have blankets, uh, shop blankets, like hanging between sections, like as a doorway. And I sort of set them up like a curtain so that you can walk through the middle. But uh, it, when I've hung up tarps in the past, I've just sort of nailed them up temporarily. And, uh, and I've been thinking about turning part of my third bay that's just like a, a mess. It's just a junk collection pit right now. I want to turn that into like a, like a paint area. And, uh, and like that just makes perfect sense, like the, the way that how we set up those tarps and the way you have now. So you can just slide them back and forth, and you know, it's just a great idea. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So the space becomes more usable that way instead of building a wall, and then you're just stuck with a wall. You know. Well, I didn't. I wasn't going to build. My wife suggested putting up gyprock and all that stuff, but I was like, you know, who knows what we're going to do? This is temporary, but it works really well. And you know, why build gyp when we could just, you know, see how it goes? You know, like I don't want to have yeah, to commit to anything. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, like, in the winter, you know, the tarp sort of is movable so that if a car comes in, it's there's still room. You could open a door into the tarp, let's say, and you're still okay. You can't do right. that with Jip. Well, if you yeah. ever decide to put up uh, actual walls or partitions, don't forget um, our friend and uh, podcast-er yeah, um, mentor, Mr. David Picciuto, did a pretty cool uh, partition in his garage where I think his sound room is or something, so we can always yeah. reach out to him. I got to see David this week, and just saying, go ahead. <laughs> is this your interjection? This is one, the first of many? <laughs> yes, this is exactly it. I got to hang out with David Picciuto. I got many hugs, and I love him. <laughs> I got no hugs, but I love him. <laughs> I love him too, and uh, I, and I am jealous that uh, you got to hang out with all those guys there. I bet it was a great time. No, I just I I'm still I'm still seriously uh, got goosebumps. I'm really super tired because I think, um, and this is a, a great segue into blame Berkey. I've only had probably six hours sleep in the last five days. I blame Berkey, <laughs> legitimately though, because it was mostly his fault. Nice, yeah. Okay, so uh, this week's topic, and I think that was a good segue into it, maybe for some reason, um, is the future. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the future of Reclaimed, you know, some stuff that Bill Wait, do saw. We have a, do we have, like, a, an echo effect we can put on that? The future, 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 future. Well, we, we do now. You just did that? it. Oh. No, we're using yours. <laughs> oh, because that was perfect. Yeah, okay. It was kind of perfect. <laughs> Jackpot. Um. You know, and you maybe our futures in reclaimed, and we'll just sort of see how it goes. So, Bill, this this one really makes sense for you since I think you got to see uh, some insight into what the future holds as far as uh, reclaimed making all that stuff. So, want you want you let's see well, how. Well, yeah, goes. I mean, you know, at, at at Maker Fair, I mean, you do see a lot of reclaimed everything. I mean, just the uh, uh, just the steampunk guys alone. I mean, they have a, an entire section where it's steampunk, whether it's these. Uh, weird vehicles made out of all kinds of weird stuff. And for those that don't know, steampunk is a fashion, I guess. Uh, maybe Tim would know a little bit more about the definition of that. But anyway, it's a lot of reclaimed stuff. It's a fashion style, so it's like older clothes and tools and car parts, and they just make... There's that. There's a, a lot of creations that you see people doing a lot of robotics, which is futuristic, but they're they're reclaiming and they're repurposing a lot of other electronics to make certain things. It's just amazing. The future. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> so I, I've been thinking about, you know, getting a CNC, right? I mean, it just makes sense. And there's a lot of the, the big monster ones. You know, of course, you got Inventables with their, their amazing smaller one. I don't have the room. I don't know what I would do. I will never be able to have a CNC until I move and get a real shop. That's not true anymore. And do you know why that's not true anymore? Because I got to see and I got to watch um, uh, who played with it. Well, Berkey played with it once and then Luis played with it. Imagine a handheld router. Okay, so, you you know, just a router. You you hold it by hand. It's got a smaller router actually mounted to the inside with articulating little arms that give it about an inch and a half of travel up, down, side to side. A little GPS-looking screen on the top of it. You do all whatever plotting you have to do. And this thing, you can hold it up to the wall. You can do it on a table. It could be a 4 by 8 sheet of plywood. It could be 6 by 8 inches. As long as you stay within about an inch of the, the drawing, the line that's on there, it automatically stays on there and carves this out. It makes dovetails. It will cut out vinyl lettering. It does um, sign making. Every it, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's called the Shaper. 
and uh, Google it, I'm sure. I don't care to plug these guys. Jimmy wants one. Everybody wants one. It's amazing. That is the future right there, boys. You don't have room for a CNC? Boom. There's one you can hold in your hand. You are the CNC with this. Yeah, I, I was, they've been out for a little while as far as being at Maker Fairs. This is probably the second, maybe even third Maker Fair they've been at. So I'm curious to know if they're closer to production or they're still in demo state. I will go ahead and blow the whistle right now. It is close to production. We're talking, I, if I remember this right, um, end of summer, possibly, and a price point of about 1500 bucks. This is a doable thing. Berkey went absolutely crazy about this. This is like... Oh, a, yeah. He can utilize this through the dragon. <laughs> he can utilize this tool seriously for what he does, his cabinetry, the master carpenter that he is. He, I mean, his, his mind was blown with what Well, he you know, it. he does a lot of copying or, or other, I'll say not just Andy Berkey, but, Andy, you know, Andy Berkey, for instance, is one of the many makers out there that has the task of recreating historical pieces. So I imagine that if you could plot the original, then you could recreate it with this and, like, you know, like less than half the time it would have taken the people that created the original to actually make it with all the different mm. shapers and hand planes. So that's, I, uh, that's huge. It's futuristic because I, I think it's endless what you could do with this thing. There, there, of course, there's a place and a time for everything, like a, a big, giant, real monster CNC somewhere, Inventables, uh, all these things. But it was just it was so cool. And that's just on the tool side of it, um, seeing that. So that's a part of what the future of making is, and in, even in Reclaimed, and everything else. Tim, how about you? A little bit of more insight from you, maybe a, you know, a little tree huggy type stuff. What do you got? Well, I mean, I guess what I'm curious about is there, there's, um, there, you know, the making world, there's sort of two of them. There's like the 21st century making world. That's about, you know, 3d printing and CNC machines and computer aided, you know, design and whatnot. And then there's the old folks like us that, you know, have hand planes and, and, and table saws and this and that. And what I personally am interested in is the merging of them. And I'm guilty of not using any computer-aided equipment in my shop. I've, I've often said that I didn't want to use any computer-aided equipment in my shop. But I am a person who changes and evolves and grows. I don't, I don't ever want to be stuck in time where I go, well, this is, this is making and anything else is not making. I don't want to ever be that guy. I want to try and be... Like I'm learning SketchUp now. I always hated SketchUp, and I'm like I'm like working on a design for a customer right now, and I'm like forcing myself to do it in SketchUp instead of with a pencil because I want to stay current. And so I see the potential for staying current with this equipment. And what but what I want to know is being the tree hugger that I am and the reclaim guy that I am is, well, this this shaper that you're describing and some of these CNC machines and some of these how can they pertain to using reclaim materials? Can you? I mean, obviously, like a piece of wood is a piece of wood whether it's reclaimed or not. But uh, I'm just wondering if you saw any, like, real, like, potential. Like, oh, well, this is going to make working with reclaimed material easier or better. Uh, I, I, I can't say that I did specifically see anything like that. But I did mm. see a CNC pancake bot. <laughs> what? It's a no. pancake bot. The thing actually makes pancakes. It's a CNC it can make the Eiffel Tower. It can make uh, Wolverine. It was that. amazing. Oh, yeah? That's the future, dude. That's where we're going with this. CNC well, see, but that's why it's that's why it's important for, for us to stay current with it. Because if I'm making birdhouses that look like triangles and the rest of the world is 3D printing them that look like 
the Eiffel Tower, no one's going to buy my birdhouse anymore. You know what I mean? They're not going to necessarily appreciate and respect that. You know, I, I, but but we also don't want to lose our connection to the past. So how do we merge the past with the future? You know. I yeah. wanted to answer the question that you asked before with regard to how technology works with reclaimed and all that stuff. I wanted to say that. Um, you know, a CNC, you know, let's say a flat bed, let's say a four by eight foot CNC bed is going to allow you to utilize Bearded yeah. Dragon, Beard Dragon, your material v- extremely efficiently. So that's right. something that's going to help. So if you know that you've got to make all kinds of, I don't know, let's say birdhouses, let's say lamps, whatever it is, you lay them out in your CNC software, whereas, you know, by, by freehand, you just sort of draw them and, you know, maybe you're not thinking to maximize material as much as being able to program it into the computer, laying it out, and you could pretty much use, I don't know, almost every scrap of material when you're cutting it out that way. I remember when um, I used to work at a at a bike manufacturer, and we used to we used to plot out and carve out and cut out our own carbon fiber, all the patterns that make up, you know, the the tubes. So they're all layers in different orientations. And, you know, this carbon fiber was really expensive, and it was a plotter, plotter mm. cutter that used to cut out the carbon fiber. And by the time it was gone, you had, like, strings left. Like, it was nothing because they used every scrap of the carbon fiber when it was programmed in for the pattern. So I see the same thing happening for, for you know, wood and, I guess, aluminum, but aluminum can put back in. So, so let me ask you then, Phil. Like, I mean, obviously there's an accuracy level that is difficult for the human hand to reach. So, like, if I have a piece of wood and I want to cut out X amount of shapes, you know, I need to give myself a half inch on either side or whatever because i got to sand it into the line or, or, or whatever, you know. So now, with these machines, they can, like you said, get down to, like, a string mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of waste in between. So now, what do you think? If I bought a brand-new piece of plywood and, and utilized Bearded Dragon every square inch of that, you know, on a CNC machine, is that more green or less green than getting the used plywood that you just picked up and cutting it by hand? Well, why? Well, I'm, I'm curious to know why they're exclusive of each other. Why well, can't you so use talk, the CNC just, with the reclaim? Well, you could use, obviously, you could use a CNC with both, but I'm just curious of, like, of trying to... Of oh, I this, see what you're saying. Like, like, am I doing it wrong by trying to save the barn instead of buying a CNC machine? I'd uh. say no. Yeah, I would I'd say, say no. I'd say, I'd say both are right. I mean, think about this. I know of a couple Obviously, of the main... Obviously, mixing them would be better. Right. Yeah, but any effort is, is worthwhile in that regard. There, mm. There's a couple of amazing makers that have recently made um, use of all the material possible without having a CNC. One of them is Jimmy made some uh, little kid desks, and he actually mm. laid it out by hand and did it in a way that utilized a maximum amount of the plywood that he was using to build these things. Um, so it's not impossible, but that is hard. A CNC, obviously, you can do that all on the computer, and it would it would be down to the wire, boom, boom, boom. And Tim, when you did your cacti, I mean, you finally got it down to where you you, you made the best use of materials that you could to create 36 of these things. So it can be done. And the future is maybe, and they're both, both things are right, but the future is incorporating that. I saw, okay, here's something I did saw all, with all serious that wasn't a pancake bot. It was, a, it was like a miniature five-axis CNC that was tiny. And they were making like little miniature um, like V8 engine blocks with it. It was, it was amazing. That was $4,000. But there was also 
a $400 three-axis CNC that we're carving out uh, pieces of walnut and everything else, maybe making keychains, maybe. And here you go where you're taking scraps, you know, this tiny little CNC. I mean, literally, like, the size of a, a notepad, you know. You can make, I'll take all these scraps and make um, maybe knife handles, maybe keychains, maybe mementos, little magnets or whatever. So is that saving, you know, helping save materials and resources as well because it's it makes it easier to utilize bearded dragon scraps yeah for sure it was four hundred dollars i want one it was so cool tim is muted this is awesome ha ha yeah i can't hear him sorry i muted myself to clear my throat <laughs> um so how how big is this uh thing you're talking about um this literally like this big really so it, t it takes like what like a four by six piece of wood or a six by six or no i mean they had like a um because uh, nobody else can see how big your hands are yeah a, a two by three inch piece of wood lying down here a little three axis cnc had an itty bitty little bit on it things were moving back and forth up and down it was carving out a 3d representation of like a, a map plot thing or something but the first thing i saw uh, was maybe knife handles, you know, when we take a saw blade and make a knife, mm -hmm. carves out some really intricate, like, scales on a knife handle. You can do that, or, like I said, buttons. So you're you're at a craft fair, here's a, here's a machine that be able to pump that out, you program it in, boom, it's over and over, you can be doing something else in the shop. So you're so saving you resources. you a craft fair with a laptop, and the roughs cut out, and people say, can you write David on the handle? Right. And you can say, yes, come back in 10 minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's 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 that's just... I've never seen anything like that before. And that actually, to where I'm like you, I would have liked to CNC, but, you know, until I get a shop, no, no, no. Well, that handheld one and now these little desktop ones, the future is out there. And I think it's just a part of evolution. We're going to, you know, they never used to have uh, uh, cordless drills either not that long ago. So they have cordless drills. <laughs> I, I kind of walked right into that, didn't I? The, you know, it's it's funny. I've been thinking about this a little bit lately for two reasons. One is my, you know, my teenage daughter who's going to college and, you know, to study computer science and whatnot. And, and she, you know, wants to make in the computer world. And then I have, you know, Vance, obviously, and we do all this stuff. And he wants to just do everything because he's six. And that's what you want to do when you're six is everything. And, and I think about the future and, and his interest in making things. And I want him to know how to use these tools I have that were my grandfather's. I want him to use his great, great grandfather's tools that I have. And, you know, but I also don't want to hold him back, you know? And so I'm thinking like, well, maybe I should be figuring some of this stuff out. So that's why one of the reasons I'm starting, I was messing around on SketchUp last night and he's watching me and he's like, what's that? That looks like fun. And I'm like, what's he going to be able to do in SketchUp? Like, I need to know how to use SketchUp so I can show him how to use SketchUp so he can show me how to use SketchUp. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want to see that progression. And so I, that's why I'm like, I got to, you know, my whole mantra is about not being a curmudgeon. I need to step forward. And, and I'm, that's why I'm asking you all these questions because I haven't been to, like, a big maker fair like that. I was just at a little one last year. but Well, we, we need to change that because it really was. There was more. There were more futuristic electronics and tools and machines and robots and then i can comprehend because i'm i'm the oldest of the three of us not that that's an excuse um but it, it, you see the future you do you see you know and this this thing is so big that you don't really have the time over the weekend to see everything so you kind of 
you kind of do as much as you can after you're done being starstruck from all the amazing people that you're hanging out with. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, another part of the future, though, as long as we're talking about it and we're talking about Maker Fair, is I saw a lot of young folks there. And, and I'd like to, uh, towards the end of the podcast, I want to give a shout out to a few in particular. But the amount of kids, and this was so kid friendly, this whole thing was. There were so many people that did things specifically where little tiny kids can get involved in making and using their hands and being creative. And we're talking half a million people in and out of this thing. So a lot of that half a million people were half a million little people. And that is the future of making. I mean, there's more and more people every day. There's a whole generation that's being turned on to going back to utilizing Bearded Dragon, your hands, to make things. And I'd I also to, like to clarify though the whole utilized bearded dragon you. thing. Listen to our you know full disclosure, so we're not excluding anybody. Make sure you listen to the last two podcasts, and after this podcast, we'll never do this again. Oh yes, we will. <laughs> you're gonna say utilize again, and you're I gonna may, say bearded maybe dragon. Find, maybe the future, Phil, is that I find a new word. You know, I want to say earlier that, um, you know, Tim brought up the point of SketchUp, and I really do think that's the future because that goes back to two points. One is just like the CNC, pre-planning and and working out all the kinks in SketchUp means that you don't have to waste material building prototypes necessarily. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but, you know, if that can save you a couple of iterations of the project, then, then all the better. Like that, but that's not my process at all, and, you know, you know, if we talk about last week's episode when uh, Bob Claggett was on, we talked about our process. I mentioned that my process is just going and building and doing and then iterative. I just make until I get what I like. But if I took the time and had the patience to use SketchUp, and I can't have used it, I just find it more fun to build. But um, using SketchUp definitely will save material and is the greener way to go in my my opinion. So I think that's mm. the future of reclaimed making is to is to build it you know, in CAD first. Absolutely. And, you know, my, my problem is, is just the way my brain works and why I didn't do really well in school is that I'm a, I'm a visual 3D person. And uh, when it's two-dimensional on the screen, I have a hard time seeing it. I don't even like to sketch my stuff. I just make it. Like, I just I, I picture it in my head, I build it in my head, and then I make it. Yeah. And, uh, and, but sometimes when you have a customer and you're trying to, to – they can't see inside your head. So then I make some crappy pencil drawing. And that, that doesn't translate well. So I need to be able to give them a three-dimensional drawing, you know, something that this gonna, they're going to see. And so it's, I personally, I mean, I'm not, like, computer illiterate. Like, I'm pretty good with them. You know, I've been using audio recording software and, you know, and video making and all this stuff. But something about that designing, it's just like a, a different trigger. And I'm trying to connect to the future, future, future by <laughs> learning how to do that. If Tim Sway can actually go for it and use SketchUp, um... I've actually been considering it as well because being able to have a set of plans, I've had a lot of people request, hey, do you have plans for this or plans for that? And in my mind, it's like, well, you know, you've seen what I made, just make one. Well, a lot right. of people actually like to, to see what you've done. What are the measurements? Maybe they don't have the time to, to kind of figure it out for themselves. What are the dimensions? So I want to utilize that aspect of the future Bearded as Dragon. well, Bearded Dragon. <laughs> And I'd like to give a shout-out to another big YouTuber real quick, Mr. Jay Bates, who has a bunch of how-tos yeah. for SketchUp, and um, you should check those out. He was on my list. I, I was watching the, the SketchUp website uh, how-tos the other day, and I was like, why am I watching these? I should be watching Jay Bates's, you know. Yeah, there w I was actually going to say that when we were talking. But um, if you're going to start using SketchUp, 
and you're familiar at all with any other piece of software, don't get frustrated or caught up in the fact that SketchUp works unintuitively. The hotkeys are wrong. You know, if anybody's ever been familiar with uh, Illustrator or Photoshop or uh, Premiere or any of the Adobe Suite or really anything, um, SketchUp is different and weird and the hotkeys are, just feel wrong. But keep keep at it and it'll start to feel more and more, I guess, normal and regular. And, and then you'll get it. I mean, it's not difficult software. Like, it's easy to, to jump on it. It's harder to master, but it's worth it. Well, I watched just the first tutorial on the, the SketchUp site, like the how-to. And it's just like the very first thing they said is like, you know, you get so used to clicking and holding when you drag. And you yeah. don't do that. You click and let go, drag, click and let go. Just that is like... It just goes against everything you've ever done on any other software, you know? Yeah. And so, like, like just that revelation that was like, oh, my God. And then I was able to go and draw a box and, and make it bigger and do this and that just by knowing that. So Okay, check it out. Another, another YouTuber shout-out. Smarter every day. You yeah. rode that bicycle where you turn one way, but it goes yeah. the opposite. You, yeah. would think, you would think it would be that easy. You know, it's like, okay, I can do that. It makes sense. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, you're right. I love, I love that guy, Destin. So tell me more about the young people. Who else did you meet at uh, at Maker Fair that you found was inspiring or felt was the future? Well, um, I, I I'm gonna go through a little. Let me go through my list of shout outs real quick because I will never get through this if I don't. I'm staring at this list of people and I'm going to forget some people and I apologize in advance. And everybody is welcome to email me at timsway.net. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, email me. If, if I got a chance to, to shake your hand and talk to you and I, I, I haven't given you a shout out, I will. Just let me know because everybody I met was amazing and I love you all. Um, but let's start off with Mr. Envy Woodworks, uh, Zach. Um, I got to meet him, shake his hand, hang out, talk with him for a while. He does. Um, he makes these resin cast pen blanks which are really really super cool and he's a woodworker and a carpenter but he and he, i think he said he did some metal work too but this is kind of where he's found a lot of interest in doing this these resin cast pen blanks that are different colors and they're amazing and makes these weird cool pens that he can turn um i got to meet mr ray ray mowder of tab left workshop whoa, whoa ray love you buddy that was so great to talk to you um Richard Morley from Shade Tree CNC is a local. He is by me um, in San Jose, California. I got to meet him, and he hung out with Jimmy and Dave and Bob and all of us for uh, both days, and what a great guy. Sean, Geek Builders, finally got to meet you. What an honor. Can't say a whole lot more than that. Um, and then, so, now, starting about the future, so, so these guys are all like me. They're, they're a little older. You want to talk about the future of making and, and what that is there's a kid uh justin levine who is a i think he's going to be a movie maker he's 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 amazing he's got a youtube channel check him out he's 17 years old he's a maker he's a builder um he's just awesome i got to meet him shake his hand very cool there's another young man and this 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 is a special shout out to me so i'm gonna you guys will think i'm geeking out on this i got the opportunity for somebody to walk up and ask me for an autograph. <laughs> and instead of handling it with any sort of poise or dignity whatsoever, I acted like I was the biggest goober on the planet. Oh, you want my autograph? <laughs> Phineas. Phineas Jeffries, 13 years old. 
Uh, I know his Instagram is Gromit underscore makes. Check him out. I've, he's got a picture of a mallet he made. He's a leather worker, a woodworker, a turner. He did. He, he, he made a pair of Jimmy pants. He actually took a pair of Levi's. Jimmy inspired it and did the whole leather fronts on it with the pockets and everything. It's on his Instagram. Check it out. Phineas, it was beyond a pleasure meeting you, young man. And thank you for even considering. He is a huge fan of our podcast. He says he listens all the time. So Phineas, if you're listening now, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I know you are, I would like to ask you for your autograph. You did some time-lapsed um, drawings. They're amazing. Would you do me a favor and draw something like that and email me with, uh, so I will send you my address. Send me and sign it. I want your autograph. That's how amazing you are. So, Phineas, special shout-out to you. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Everybody loved this kid. Andy hung out with him. His dad's amazing. His brother, all that, blah, blah, blah. So, what I'm um, most excited about also, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do what I'm watching now, Phil, because it just ties in with the future of making, which is another young maker. This guy's name is Anthony Straznikov. He goes by the Russian woodworker on YouTube, and there will be a link in the description for that. Um, wow, this kid, he's 15. Check out his channel. He does the whole uh, microwave transformer thing where you crackle the wood, but he shows you how to build the transformer. All these other guys just show you it's getting done. I'm going to make one now. So, Anthony, thank you for that. Um, he Wait, made a what, you, The thing where you put the... the yes, right? Man, where how you old take is he? He's 15, and he shows you how to take a transformer and, and like... I would have been so grounded. <laughs> oh, well, apparently he was grounded as well because nobody got shocked in the making of that video. <laughs> but I'm bummed. That was really, that was really good. good. for you. That was clever. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, he's a wood turner. Uh, he made a, a, st a serrated steak knife. Check it out. The guy's... Wow. He made just, a tofu I, knife, right? He, he hung out with us. He was watching um, uh, some of the talks by Jimmy, Dave, and Bob. I spent a lot of time with him. He's a great kid. Anthony, if you're listening, thank you so much for your for your time, brother. It's You're a great kid, and we just love you. See, that's what um, I'm talking about, the future right there. You're talking about a 15-year-old right? that's turning, making microwaves into these you know wood-crackling things. That's awesome, man. That is Because I can't wait to see what he's going to be doing when he's 30. You know what I mean? If he's doing that at 15. Like, when I was 15, I was like, I was like trading baseball cards and playing bass guitar, doing nothing. You know. Some of us are going to have to update our prescriptions uh, by the time he's 30, because I, I certainly won't be able to see very well. <laughs> oh, you meant glasses. I was thinking your meds. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> that as well. That as well. <laughs> I, I'd like to give one last shout-out, and th this is another guy that, that came up. He is a huge fan of the podcast, boys, um, and he's also local to me. And his name is Mr. Walter Keist. He's from Alameda, California. I spent a good few minutes talking with him. And he was, I, I have to say that talking to Walter was one of the highlights of Maker Fair for me. And, and the reason being is because I've not had that kind of attention before. And as somebody who was just interested in what we do on our podcast, some of the stuff that I've made, um, and it just felt really good. He, was, he made me feel like it was easy to talk to somebody else about it. Walter has some cedar fence boards he would like to give me or share with me so I can reclaim and upcycle them. And I just got to say thank you, uh, Walter. You're amazing. And there's a project that's long overdue that I'd like to utilize those cedar fence boards for. Bearded Dragon, I might be done. 
Is it, are you going to utilize those cedar fence boards for your bearded dragons? No, but I have bearded dragons that I will utilize to display other stuff that now I'm confused. <laughs> that could be your thing. Like all your reveals could like your reveal photos. And when you finish something could have like bearded dragons, like crawling around on them. That might be my new logo, boys. I'm I was just going to say, that's what that dragon. should be, is your, you know, the Lutez Bearded Dragon logo thing. <laughs> Workshop. It could be like, what's right. a Lutz question mark, and there's a Bearded Dragon underneath it. Like, <laughs> Which answers nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just ask more questions. You know? That's right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yay. I heard that a few times this weekend, too, by the way. Hey, what's a Lutz? <laughs> that was awesome. Like, did you just point at yourself and keep walking, I guess? Um, no, I, I really have the most horrible um, ability to be cool in person. So I just geek out and... Um, All right. Yeah, that, that's what happens. I geek out and it's just like, I, I, I don't know. You guys should talk for a while, and then then we'll talk about hanging out with Jimmy, Dave, and Bob, and Peter Brown, and a bunch of other people that I met too. Because I'm I've got so much for you, but I need a break. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Tim, <laughs> tell us who you're watching. Elvis has left the building. <laughs> yeah, who am I watching? I wanted to mention. Um, I don't know too too much about this this gentleman or his channel. Uh, he's recently been commenting on some of my videos. I've been commenting back, and he sent me a link to this video today. Um, he calls him, uh, his name is SA-Maker, and um, his he's in South Africa, I know that. So he just posted this video that he asked me to watch, and it's only three minutes long, and it's called, I, I Need a Laptop. And, um, you know, which, whatever, but... It's not really necessarily a build video. I thought this video was really interesting because he lives in South Africa where things, like we live in you know, America and Canada where things are readily accessible. Pretty much anything you need is always there. And uh, even as an upcyclist, like if you need something used or upcycled, it's pretty much always there. Now in other countries and in other parts of the world, uh, like what we do as upcyclists might be like hip and kitsch and trendy here in America, but people in South Africa, for instance, like, might be in he kind of made some comments that made me think about that you know in some of my videos like oh my god like how did you find a chair like that on the side of the road that is like gold here you know and people are just throwing it away in america um so his his video is he built a laptop out of like scraps and pieces of glass and washers and um and he brings it to a coffee shop and he opens it up and it's this like piece of wood and he's got these like little pieces of paper like that he are imitating like downloading files and stuff on a screen and the whole time he's telling the story about like sort of like about coveting something versus like you know how he was saying how he needs a laptop but what's happened is that he's like he his desire he's sort of talking about his desire for this laptop this is how i interpreted it, his uh, story at least and, and I totally relate to that. Like, all these times that I've coveted something that I don't have. And um, and it's just really interesting. Uh, it's hard to explain. I really... Just take the three minutes to watch this video. The link is below. and Or in our on our SoundCloud page. In our webpage. And uh, it was just fascinating. Um, so, check it out. Well, it definitely will. That sounds really cool. Mm. Um, how about you? I'm watching... Is that what you were going to ask? Yeah, I said, yes. how about you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Mr. Pinsky, take it away. So um, I started watching this guy, and it's one of those rabbit hole things. So his name is Brian Benham, and uh, I recently got commissioned to build a coffee table for my wife's cousin. And it's one of those coffee tables where it's like four wooden crates and then arranged sort of in a square, and then mm-hmm. that's the whole coffee table. So uh, yeah. I, I took a look. I went to Home Depot and our version here, which is called Renault Depot. Um, they're comp- competitors here, but anyways, they're basically the same stuff. But they have these pre-made crates, and they sucked, and they were all, like, wonky and weird, so I didn't want to use that. So I figured, you know what, I'll just make my own crates, and I figured, hey, you know what, I'll, I'm sure someone's done this. So sure enough, the, his video, I came upon it. Uh, he turned a pallet into crates. So I was mm. like, genius, that's that's what I'll do. That's great. And then I started watching some of his other stuff, and his most recent one, which was like three, three months ago, was building a whiskey gift box. I was like, oh, my God, this is you know, serendipity. His is way better than mine, though. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, most, he's, he doesn't have too many videos. He's got like uh, 14 of them. And I would say half of them are about reclaiming or upcycling, and the other ones are just really, really good stuff. So anyways, check them out. Um, Really, really cool guy. Awesome. That's that's mine. Okay. Well, you know, con- continuing on with this this, this whole futuristic thing, uh, I mentioned I wanted to talk about Jimmy, Dave, and Bob. A year ago, I got to meet them for the first time, and a year ago, I was a bumbling idiot. I literally, I was so starstruck and just enamored with the fact that these people are are taking the time to hang out and they're real people and they're amazing. I would never have guessed that my future held, number one, being on the podcast with you guys, but interacting the way I did a, a year later at Maker Faire, where I was actually hanging out with them, and I got to spend time with, like I said, Jimmy, Dave, and Bob. They're so down to earth. They're so amazing. Um, their podcast has inspired ours in many ways. Uh, Peter Brown, who's uh, Shop Time, and he's, he's just amazing as well. Uh, all these guys that we're hanging out with, and this community, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I've got a whole new respect and love, and I'm being serious right now for our community. Being able to get to know Luis and Andy and Bill and Wes um, the, the way I did over the weekend, it, I can't really express it very well in words. Andrew Aragon coming over, spending the time with us, you know, involving him and his kid, just further building on that that community and that family that we share in this brother and sisterhood. Um, wow. Just, I, I, that was my big shout out. They're real people. Bob, if you're listening, you are a good sport. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and I love you. And Hey, I, I spotted that uh, Andrew was wearing the Vance Maker shirt walking around Maker Fair, so I wanted to thank him for that. I saw a photo of him wearing that there. I like. Yeah, that. He, had, he had the long sleeve Vance Maker shirt on. Um, he only got to spend one day with us at the fair, but he did come around on Sunday when we all got home. And there's something coming in the near future. All I'm going to say is it is a social media content, nuclear fission amazingness that you will all, you're welcome. I just, you're welcome now. That's all I got to say. You're welcome now. Well, um, we're throwing out shout outs. I wanted to throw out one to, uh, to a buddy of mine, Bill Lavolsi. Uh, since I couldn't be at Maker Faire, he basically live blogged the entire thing on Instagram. So I felt like I, I got to see a lot of the things and some of the jokes that you're talking about. I feel like I sort of experienced them almost in real time. So thank you, brother. I really appreciate you taking the time to to share 
uh, with all of us what was going on there. And I just wanted to point out because I want to I want to instill in all of us the 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 fact that we're trying to keep this as accessible to everyone. When we say the community, we're not talking about some like community that you can't be a part of. Everyone who's making is a part of this community. You just sort of have to reach out and mm-hmm. touch and you know, we'll put you in, in touch with whoever it is that we're in touch with. So don't feel like you can't be a part of it because you don't know who we're talking about. These guys are all guys that you can reach out to and talk to and find on social media and, and get plugged in. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you're not part of it, take, no, the, you- take the five minutes and become a part of it. Not even five minutes. Just send us an email. Be like, "Hey, who's Berkey? We'll 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 give you his phone number." Practically, sorry, Andy, we're giving out your phone number now. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's why we do this podcast. We're trying to expand this, and we're trying to connect all these people because we're they're all coming from different places, and we're trying to build this community. Yeah, you're a part of it just for listening. So what? Fire away. You know, we're at info at reclaimedaudiopodcast dot com. That's yeah, it. I, I, I got, I got to say here, here to that because the community I'm talking about is the maker community in general, and that's everybody out there who's creative. Whether it's, it's you make a song or you make a house, you know, you're, you're part of us, and we love you all. What if you made a song about a house? I did actually. You want to hear it? Dear Lord, no. We are going to. Uh... <laughs> oh, we're at time. Look at that. I think. Oh, look at the time. Yeah, we're gonna do our sign off, um, and I think that was timely that we did that so our channels on instagram and twitter i am at phil pinsky and on youtube i am jake and emmy's dad uh tim plug away i am phil pinsky and i oh wait no i am uh tim sway on uh youtube as well as facebook and i'm also at tim sway perspectives on facebook i have two of them and mm. um other places Excuse instagram me. tim sway one and i am w- william lutz on facebook and youtube i do have a a video that should be coming out hopefully soon. Um, William underscore Lutz on Instagram. There's a Twitter. I'm not sure what that is. Um, but, yeah, once again, real quick, uh, Luis, Andy, Bill, Wes, thank you. Andrew, thank you. Bottom of my heart, that's all. Bearded Dragon. <laughs> Contact us for show topics or suggestions or comments. We love to hear from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Last two points we're going to make are one, iTunes. Guys, leave us a review. It really, really helps in getting us more visibility in the iTunes rankings, and that's what's going to make us a a better podcast. And Mm. Patreon. Patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. Guys, a dollar, three dollars, whatever it is. It really, really helps in helping us to, to stay up here and doing this and coming back week in, week out and talking about the things that you guys want to hear about. I don't want to sound like NPR, but, <laughs> but you know, like, what's a cup of coffee? What, how much enjoyment do you get out of a cup of coffee? Like, you know, I mean, if you feel like you get that kind of enjoyment out of us, like, that would be awesome. It would really help us because we're trying to make this thing grow and, uh, and we do need the, to, to pay a few bills for it. So, so thank you very much if you can do it. And if not, just spread the word. That helps a lot, too. Spread the word, and uh, just because I think he's got the coolest name on the planet, Phineas, spread the word, brother. Tell people that you listen to, <laughs> to, cool to uh, Phineas, right? Tell people you listen to Reclaimed Audio. We, we, we appreciate your... Get the young kids your, listening to us. Your, yeah. <laughs> the young men. future. Thank you, no. Phineas. I like saying Parents, that. Parents, we don't Phineas. <laughs> Phineas Jeffries, coolest kid ever. Okay, guys. Have a good week. Yes, Bye, thank guys. You. Be good. <laughs>